It was really just looking to retire and offload it. And it's that exact situation that we talk about. You never know why a seller might want to sell. Don't try to put your thoughts or your mind in the mind of the seller. You never know exactly what they're thinking. Welcome to School of Success, the podcast that will help you reach your goals and become the success story you've always dreamed of. Join us on our journey as we explore the strategies, tools, and tactics needed to build health, wealth, and personal development. Together, we'll uncover the secrets to living life to its fullest with host Brandon Hicks. So let's get started and make your dreams come true. Welcome back to another episode of School of Success. In the mini-series from a few episodes ago, we talked about the off-market system that I put in place so that I could start going direct to seller. And I figured I would share a little bit about my experience with that, having trained my virtual assistant and how that worked out for me. So this is in the beginning of 2022, just hired my virtual assistant in January, and we started going through the training process step-by-step. Step. Within a couple of weeks, she was kind of off on her own, building our list. And I had identified a number of cities and states that I was interested in targeting. And I figured, you know what, why not start in my home state of Massachusetts? I know the market well. There's a lot of things that I don't know in other states. So why don't I simplify it and just do right in my home area? So we started there and within six weeks of hiring my virtual assistant, we actually found an owner that was interested in selling. And he said, you know, I'm not interested in talking with someone salesy, so just send me an email, which is perfect because I didn't know the first thing about sales. My background as an engineer, never really had to worry about selling anything. And so this was new to me. I was definitely a little nervous out of my comfort zone. And so it was perfect that he just wanted to get an email from me because I definitely would have been nervous getting on the phone with him. So I sent him an email and responded right away saying, if you want to take a look at the property, you can swing by whenever you want. I think this was maybe a Thursday. It turns out that Monday was a holiday, and so we were able to go right away on Monday. I had the day off from work, so we took the trip out, and I was a little nervous. Never had toured a property on my own before. I had done it as part of a group, but never on my own, so carrying on the conversation, building rapport with a seller, what to say, when to say. I tend to overthink things. I think that if I say one thing, it might kill a deal. And so I was maybe a little bit too worried about what it is that I was going to say and things like that. And certainly once we met the owner and got the conversation going, it really went quite well. But some of the work that I did to prepare for that was I looked up who the seller was or the owner at the time and found that he had a number of businesses across a couple different industries. And so I was able to understand and learn a little bit about the seller beforehand so that when I was there, I could strike up certain conversations, maybe about hobbies or things like that, that I thought he might be interested in so we could build a little bit of a rapport. For instance, I used to do a little bit of woodworking and it seemed like something that he might be interested in. And we kind of got into that conversation, which actually was great to talk about because there was a woodworking shop and a woodworker at that facility. It worked out well for us to just start having a good conversation, building a rapport. But yeah, we showed up and toured the facility and learned a lot. He had owned it for you know, two decades and really wasn't into self-storage investing or operations. He was more so interested in multifamily and had gotten it as part of a portfolio that went under foreclosure many, many years ago and he actually didn't really want it. So it was perfect for me because he wasn't looking to make top dollar on this property. He was really just looking to retire 
buyer and offload it. And it's that exact situation that we talk about. You never know why a seller might want to sell. Don't try to put your thoughts or your mind in the mind of the seller. You never know exactly what they're thinking. So he was looking to retire, build a house, and I'm looking to really get started and start growing my portfolio. So it was a perfect opportunity for us. And so I just remember being really nervous leading up to that is something I had never done on my own before. I had partnered in a few self-storage facilities with some experienced investors and I've toured properties and I've talked with owners, but it was always as part of a larger group, never on my own. And so there was a lot of firsts for me in this deal, which actually I'm going to share in a few later episodes. I'm going to do another mini series here. You know, we started with building the off-market system, the steps and hiring a VA and everything that goes into it. And I thought it'd be great to detail the results of me putting that system in place, which was ultimately finding a deal off market within six weeks that we were able to go under contract on and then ultimately close on and make a great profit. Some of the lessons that I learned here were you never know how quickly you're going to find a deal. When I was evaluating if I should put this off-market system in place or not. I talked about the costs associated with it. The negative thought or the limiting belief in my mind was how long is this going to take for me to find a deal? What if I don't find a deal? Is it going to take me six months, 12 months? I had no idea. And a little bit to my surprise, we ended up finding an owner that was very motivated just six weeks in. And really we had only started calling maybe three weeks prior to that because I hired my virtual assistant in the first week of January. We did about two to three weeks of training, started building a list and then started calling. So it was really after only a couple of weeks of calling, which I think is actually very quick for us to find a deal in just two to three weeks. Sometimes it can take a year. So we we're very fortunate there, but don't underestimate how quickly you might come across a lead. I know that that was partially the right place, right time for me. I could have picked to start in a completely different state, could have started in a different section of town. Somebody could have gotten to them first. So certainly a little bit of luck in terms of the timing associated with it, but I was at least taking the actions to put myself in the position to come across that opportunity. And I would say the second learning is to just remember that owners are people too. I was really nervous leading up to it. What am I going to say? What's he going to think of me? You know, he's probably been in business for 40 years and here comes this younger guy. I was having all these kind of negative thoughts about what he might think. If he's not going to take me seriously because I'm younger, he might be questioning if I have the ability to close and maybe he doesn't want to take the time to even show me the deal because I might end up wasting his time. You know, If I was to show up and not know what I'm doing, I might get it under contract and find out that I couldn't find the lending or I couldn't find the investors. There's a number of reasons why someone might not be able to close or close in the time frame that the contract spells out. So there's a lot of risks on the seller side too, as far as deciding who to move forward with, because the potential buyer could be wasting their time and then market shifts. And then all of a sudden, maybe they lose their opportunity to sell. So at the end of the day, what I learned is that owners are just people too. They are trying to do the best that they can. They are looking to sell and they are also evaluating you as the buyer and they don't know what to expect either. It kind of goes both ways. And I think one thing that, like I mentioned, helped me just prepare and be a little bit more comfortable going into this situation was doing a little bit of due diligence on the property as much as you can do online beforehand, and then doing a little bit of background on the seller so you can learn what they like, what they don't like, if you can get that information so that you can at least have a few ideas or things to talk about in your back pocket so you can just start to build a little bit of rapport. Hey, I appreciate you listening to another episode of School of Success. I'm committed to helping others reach their full potential. So if you found value, please leave a five-star rating and review. 
with that, we can reach more people and help make their dreams come true.